Brendanfo Adventure Co. is an immaturely mature podcast. Content warnings can be found in the episode description. Welcome back to Brendanfo Adventure Co. I am the BM, aka Bunker Master. I control the world, and we, uh, yeah, let's uh, let's do some frivolous facts and introduce characters and whatnot. I, since I already introduced myself. I will say that a frivolous fact is that there is a religion, more like a cult, that worships skags. They believe that skags are the are divine beings sent from the heavens, and that their outer shells, their hard carapaces, are hard because they needed protection from demons. That might pursue them. Oh, I need to name. I have to name that cult. He can't just. I mean, it's just cult of the skag. It's nothing clever. Come on, come up with better names, cults. Well, where do we sign up? It's right here. Hey, <laughs> just there we go. On this clipboard. There's no paper on the clipboard. It's the actual clipboard that you're signing on. I'm Kyle. I play Mercurius, the mech pilot. That guy. You guys remember him, right? My frivolous fact today is that. I hope, I hope I didn't say this one already, but he is fond of dwarves for their industrious and alcoholic nature, and also their short, sturdy framework. You know. Yeah, I'm pretty sure you haven't said that one. Sweet. All right, I like dwarves. <laughs> nice. I love it. Hi, I'm Kimberly. I play Phaleon, and a frivolous fact about Phaleon is that she has a fear of reindeer. Is there a reason why? She didn't know they really existed. And then one day she found out they existed, and it freaked her out. Based on a true story. Based on a true story. Is it actually? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Oh, I need I need more information. <laughs> what did you think they were? Just like some mythical Christmas beast? Yeah. No way. Legit. That's so sweet. <laughs> and then we went to a zoo on our honeymoon. Yep. And I was like, what? What is happening? I can't believe it was that late. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it was when I was like five. <laughs> oh my god, you went on your honeymoon when you were five? That's <laughs> whoa, 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 no. no, no, no. <laughs> yeah, legit. We were at the what was it, Seattle Zoo? Yeah. It wasn't on our honeymoon. It was a oh, year was... after we had been married. So you were mid twenties. We went on our one year anniversary to Seattle. And yeah, we went to the zoo there, and we saw these reindeer, and you're like, "What? No! <laughs> like they dress them up? Did they? What they do?" And I was so confused, just like, "No, the reindeer! What are you talking about?" But it does. It totally makes sense because you think, you know, uh, spoiler for some folks, Santa he ain't real. So elves, they ain't real. Everything about it, the North Pole, that's not real. Um, yes, it is. <laughs> oh wait, yeah, yeah. Okay, it's like most of the things in the story are not real. So all of a sudden, reindeer being there, yeah, like it totally makes sense. I don't care anything about today's recording. That is legit the cutest thing I've ever heard. <laughs> <laughs> well, why don't you go next? Um, hi, I'm Phil. I play Tarquin. Um, Tarquin, his outfit is covered in lots of pouches and belts and buckles, but apart from the one that he keeps his souvenirs in, all of them are pointless. They're all empty. They just he just thinks they look cool. Wow, okay. The belts, the belts, they're not even in his belt loops. They don't hold his trousers up. They're just pointless. Is it like a cinch pants band? Trousers band for you? I don't know what that means. 
I was thinking like a kid, like kids' pants, how they have the little drawstring, like even though they're jeans so that they fit their bodies. That's where I went. Oh, yeah. Okay. That's what, no, Tarquin has those. Yeah. <laughs> to go with his, his shoes that he can't do the shoelaces on. <laughs> oh, that's right. I, Matt, I play good boy. A uh, frivolous fact about him is that he has a weird sleep schedule. He sleeps for three days at a time and then stays awake for four days straight. I imagine that's going to get messed with all the time. Because <laughs> you were on the train for three days. We were on the train for seven days. It's just three of those were, were paused while Good Boy had a nap. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think technically it was like two in some day. Whatever. Doesn't matter. I'll do like a quick previously. Do it as Kyle. Oh, howdy, y'all. Gorge. Hi, Mercurius here. We woke up in some strange place after we failed to get this blue gem, but Phaleon got it, and now we're kids. We spent like a week dinking around trying to figure out what the hell was going on, but we couldn't. I guess Phaleon, she was with her mom, which, you know, that's cool and all, and then we got reunited, and now, and then we went around and we tried to get some stuff done and tried to figure out the puzzle. I tried to throw hot boiling water at Auntie B because for sure she did it. Well, turns out that Phaleon's mama, she's a siren. And uh, yeah, now I'm, we're here and we're still trying to figure out what's going on. But Phaleon seems to think that maybe closure will help and we just need to finish this day. Now on with the story. Man, this guy sounds just like me. You never told us you had a twin brother. Yeah, be advised, guys, I may have a doppelganger. Yeah, you guys have all, like, talked, right? You guys were talking, and Phaleon said, I think we need to finish this day. What do you guys want to do? It's mid-morning, maybe. All right, so we've got to finish this day. What does that mean? Um, We just need to make it to the end of the day. I don't know a lot of things, but I know some things that will happen. Does it matter what we do? Like, I presume there's nothing we can do to change what's going to happen. It would be nice if we could change some things, but I don't think we can. You can roll an insight. 18. Okay. You know that what needs to happen is more at night. So what you do during the day doesn't necessarily matter. I tell them that. Okay, well, if it doesn't matter what we do during the day, (laughs) like... (laughs) Well, I'm going to kick a chicken. <laughs> there you go. Chicken chaser. Go ahead and uh, roll interact. Eight. Okay, you go to kick the chicken and you end up petting it very gently and kindly. Oh, Hoping it was going to be like Skyrim where just the town guard immediately kills you. <laughs> <laughs> Stop right there, criminal scum. And then you wake up and that you've solved my puzzle. <laughs> So So you guys are maybe, you know, just doing random things. Are you playing together? I don't know. Chatting? What do you do for the the day? We could have like a poker table or something. I don't know. Play cards. What else are you supposed to do? Are we still children? (laughs) What are we? Yeah, in the town, like you all see each other as adults, as you know each other, but the town sees you all as children. Okay. Well, I guess we'll... Are we just doing mischief like Arnie B told us to? All right. So you guys are just kind of like wandering about the town. Eventually, you're walking through an area and 
Baleon, you're a little bit behind everybody, just a, a hair behind. And you see a magpie to your left. It's kind of like going in and out of behind a building. I'm just going to just follow it, even though I don't want to. You follow the magpie, go right around the building. There's a large, muscular man wearing a cloak made up of black and white feathers. And he looks at you. What's got you down, kid? Uh, I feel like I wouldn't want to talk to him. So you kind of hesitate? Yeah, I'm hesitating. I'm just like, mm, nothing. It's fine. Everything's fine. Is he standing next to a white van? <laughs> <laughs> no, he's sitting on a crate, just chilling. He's got an apple, a knife that he's just peeling at the apple with. Let me guess. Family thing? I just like, do I know this guy? He's just some fancy guy. Roll, roll insight. Okay. Okay, so that would be 22. Inside, you feel like so frustrated with your mom that you want to share it with somebody. But in your head, you as an adult who's been through this doesn't like this person. Okay, question. If my adult brain knows I don't like this person, can I still like not talk to him? Or am I going to talk to him anyway? With that high of an insight, I would say that you you know you could choose not to, but in order to finish the day, like before, where you weren't following the magpie, you had to keep repeating the day over and over again until you followed it. So I know that I probably have to talk to this fancy man. Yeah, even if you don't want to. Okay. What did he ask? What did he say? Family stuff, something like that. Yeah, there's a lot going on with my family right now, with my mom. Oh, yeah. Well, you're a kid, and moms think they know best, don't they? Yeah, my mom thinks she knows everything. Right? As if their knowledge is the only knowledge? Exactly. Well, I'm gonna let you in on a little secret. Adults don't know that much. They got their knowledge from the past, but it's the present now. Kids are the future, right? So do you want to be the past or the future? I guess I want to be the future. Smart kid. Thanks. He cuts his apple in half and then hands you half of it. I take it, but I don't eat it. Okay. Well, take care, kid. And then he gets up and he walks away. I'm just going to, like, look and see where he goes. Kind of peek around the corner. You peek around the corner and he's not there. Is he the magpie? That's why I don't like him. <laughs> I don't know. Can I look for a magpie around? Sure, roll a search check. Okay. It was a nat 20. Oh my gosh. You are like rolling <laughs> high today. Yeah, in the tree line, you can see a magpie. I just scowl at it. It does magpie sounds. <laughs> Ugh, the worst. <laughs> and then it goes and it picks on a cat. As it would. Magpies are dicks. That's the thing. Kimmy does not like magpies because they're legit jerks to other animals. Like they, they'll pick at dogs' tails and cats' tails and fly away and then come back and just like keep pestering. They're pretty looking, but they're not very nice. Like, have you actually seen one do that? That's amazing. Like, it's a dick move, but that's pretty funny. <laughs> <laughs> there used to be magpies that would steal food from my dog, like dog food kernels, and they would like. They're way too smart. Like there would be one that would distract my dog and then other ones would like swoop in and pick up the dog food and fly away. It was crazy to watch. 
That is amazing. They're dicks. Too smart for their own good. Smart dicks. Smart dicks. The worst kind of dicks. The worst kind <laughs> of dicks. I, I love Corvids in general, so they're, they fall in that category. Ravens and crows and magpies. I love them. Yeah. Yeah, like ravens and crows, I don't think they're as big of dicks. They're not quite though. as mean, yeah. Yeah. I mean, they'll Like, play. they bring you treasures. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know why magpies are such bullies. So, you guys keep going about your day, playing, I don't know, hanging out, chatting. It's kind of awkward, maybe. Is that how it is? It, would awkward be a good description of, like, that looming, that looming feeling of... So, do you miss your cyborg guy? I guess you still have it, technically, because we think we're what we are, and everybody else thinks we're children. Yeah. So, never mind. Do you miss being perceived as an adult? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it makes trying to hit on people really awkward. Yeah, it kind of blows. Way more uncomfortable if they hit on you back. <laughs> Yikes. Inappropriate. <laughs> when you look at Phaleon, you all see her... And, you know, you see adult Phaleon, but when you look at her arm, there's no tattoo. Her neck, no tattoo. She doesn't have her siren tattoo. Huh. That must have been expensive. I'm sure tattoo removal isn't cheap. I feel like that's something that we should probably ask about. Like, hey, where's your tattoos? <laughs> Would I answer? Well, does he ask? He's like, I feel like that's something we should ask about. But does he ask? I would ask. I'm going to. Oi, Phaleon, where's your tattoos? Um, I don't know. They must have disappeared when we came here. Mm. Huh. I woke up like this. <laughs> exactly. You just let it go then? Yeah. Shrug it off. Well, just Tarquin. Oh. And everybody else. I let it go. That was easy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, again... Last time, there was lots like you wouldn't explain about pigeon. You would, I don't think we're going to get anything out of you <laughs> that you don't want to share. <laughs> so, yeah, I probably am going to let it go. <laughs> oh, you could roll an insight too. Me roll an insight? Yeah. Okay. I narrow my eyes in an insighty way and I roll a fucking six. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're like, oh, yeah, yeah. You woke up with a moth. That's weird. <laughs> People see me as a child and you don't have siren tattoos as an adult here. Whatever. It all makes perfect sense. <laughs> the pieces are coming together. <laughs> I'm off to play hopscotch now. <laughs> all right. So, uh, yeah, you guys go about your days sort of doing things. There's feelings and prompts of, you know, going and helping people, whatever, whether you do them or not. Insignificant. It starts to get later in the evening. Sun's about to set. You all split split up right so Tarquin Mercurius you go back to the orphanage good boy you start heading off to to your house and Phaleon you start heading home probably meandering a little bit like you don't want to go yeah yeah I'm just like kicking rocks as I go slowly making my way home good boy as you're heading home you run into Auntie B good old Auntie B she comes right up to you kneels down, which is weird because you're an adult, but it feels like it's appropriate. She looks at you and says, I may be leaving here soon, and in all that time here, I've never liked someone as much as I like you. You remind me of myself. Oh. Uh, thank you? I'll tell you something, kid. You know, Don't let anyone slow you down. 
When they call you names like bitch, it's because you're badass enough to make them feel insecure. Be ruthless. Okay? Okay. All right. Good luck, kid. Thanks. You too. Thanks. And then she gets up and walks away. Heads off to into the woods. And then you continue walking home. Outside in front, your parents are working on their garden. There's our favorite oldest child. Will you help your brother bring the last of the bags of soil down? Uh, yeah, I guess so. And I do. Thanks. There's like a small set of stairs that goes up to the front of the house. There's the front porch. And your little brother is helping out the best he can. These bags are kind of sizable. And he is trying to unload this bag of soil from a crate. And then he turns around and he says, Hey, big sis, what you doing? Are you going to help me? Uh, I was told to. And then you hear some gunshots. Uh-oh. Doesn't seem good. And then you hear fire, like a Molotov cocktail hitting a house breaking and then fire spreading and then from out of view down the stairs you hear your mom yell let's go we gotta go get your brother okay uh roll an insight uh 15 you are not you and you feel like you're kind of mean you're you're a little bit of a bully and you don't necessarily love your brother and the words echo in your head from auntie b don't let anyone slow you down all right, I'm going to... Is there anything else that's... Oh, actually, you know what? Never mind. I know what I'm going to do. I, uh, I'm i going to push him into the crate. Okay. Yeah. Roll and interact. Cool. <laughs> Boy, that's a nat 20. <laughs> oh, nice. <laughs> He's like trying to reach in there still, even with the gunshots going on, totally oblivious to things, and you just push him right in there like maybe go right behind him lift his legs up you know and he just naturally flips right into the box he's so small he fits in that crate okay i'll put on the lid okay you pop it into place that nat 20 just rolls on in there you you flipped him in there grab the crate put it down and like it it snaps into place so it kind of seals this is a fancier crate your family here came from money or something even though it's a poorer town there's stuff that I can, like, put around it, too. Oh, absolutely, yeah. There's, like, some seeds and some other gardening supplies. There's stuff that's on the porch. A, a gargoyle statue of a cat. A cat goyle. Like the Erd Tree Burial Watchdogs from Elden Ring. I'm sorry. I, I gotta throw <laughs> that in there. That's literally what they are. Oh, I haven't seen it, so... Or I haven't played it, so... I don't know. <laughs> Sounds amazing. Maybe a listener will get it. I don't know. Uh, for sure. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, just describe whatever would be around. I'd said gardening supplies, the statue, but there's other like lawn ornaments or porch ornaments, whatever. You can you can say whatever. What what would you want to find? Roll a search check. Uh, that's uh, another fifteen. Yeah, you find a lot of different things that are light enough that you could like put them in front of the box. You might be even like push the box up against the house a little bit more so it looks flush and make it look decorative, like. Your mom is a florist or something, and you were like, oh, yeah, I can make things look aesthetically pleasing and like they belong there. I'm going to do that. Perfect. You do that. Uh, Yeah, and then I'm going to run away. Yeah, you you hear gunshots going on around you, uh, and you run down the stairs. Mom and dad are, they have like a bag down there already of some things, and they've gathered a couple of supplies 
Uh, your mom says, where's your brother? Uh, I don't know. I couldn't find him. Okay, you go with your dad. I'm going to go back and look. Okay. She starts running up the stairs. Your dad puts his hand on your back and starts guiding you uh, and starts running into the, the village. I'll run into the village, I guess. As you're running, you hear a woman scream and some gunshots from behind you. Oh. And we'll cut to the orphanage. Can I interrupt really fast? Oh, yeah, yeah. Go ahead. I just want to say that I don't feel so good about that. I felt pretty good about the other thing. But when that happens, I don't feel I don't feel so good about it anymore. I'm going to say, you know, rolling on from that same insight from before that you feel like you as good boy feel that way. And it is pretty in sync with how you as this bully person feels as well. You don't feel super great about that. You didn't necessarily love your brother, but you did love your mother. And you know what? I'm going to blame I'm going to blame him for it. It's accurate. (laughs) That's good boy blaming him, too, by the way. (laughs) No, no. Cut to the orphanage. You two were getting ready for bed. Auntie B wasn't there. Normally, she comes in and does something real quick for a moment, but she's not there. And all of a sudden, you hear those same gunshots and some glass shatter, some fire, some flames, occasional scream here and there. Question. Because Auntie B sort of... Like last time, whatever she told us to do, we sort of were compelled to do. So if she's not come in and said goodnight or whatever, are we still under that compulsion? I'm just thinking because last time we tried to sneak out of the dorm room or not do what we were told, not go to bed, we just couldn't. So <laughs> we might be hearing all these gunshots and screams, but if we're just like, I must get into bed now. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, roll an insight. You can, you're searching what you feel as your whoever you are. Um, 15. You feel like you hear gunshots. You are panicked. You're scared. So you're not exactly sure what to do. There's that like fight or flight type instinct kicking in and none of it necessarily feels wrong to you. Okay, but which is stronger, our kid feelings or our grown-up feeling? In this moment, with that high of an insight, I'll, I'll say that you are in control. The kid is frightened enough that you are able to do what you want to do. Like, you're the dominant personality right now because you're used to action like this. Right. I'm going to look at Mercurius, raise an eyebrow, and go, trouble? I don't know, man. It seems like uh, some nice white noise. Ah, it's like all the sounds of home. I could sleep to this. I slapped Mercurius. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, what are we doing? Let's go. Uh, We're going to get into trouble. Is there a window in the room, bedroom? Uh, Yeah, yeah. There's definitely windows in there. Gonna look out the window. Roll search check. 16. You go to the right window, the direction that the gunshots are coming from, and you can see one hut on fire. You can sort of see some shadowy figures, and they have dark clothing, but occasionally you see, like, something dangling from, like, their shoulder or from their wrist, and it looks like maybe it's, like, um, some black and white feathers or something. Hmm. It's the magpie man. <gasps> we, Do we, know. Know, we don't know about the magpie man, right? <laughs> I was yeah, just, no. Do you recognize what they're wearing? I don't recognize what he's wearing, but it's it's a real good looking coat. I like it. Black and white. It's very stark. Maybe if we steal one of the black and white coats, we can go outside and fuck shit up too. Oh, because then we can make mischief. Yeah, actual mischief rather than lame-o Auntie B mischief that's like weeding pensioners' gardens or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> All right. 
Let's do that. If we sneak outside and we knock out one of the horrible magpie men... But then again, I don't know why. Like, okay, Phaedon's told us this is a flashback. We know this isn't real, so why do we care what happens to the village? I might as well just oh, get yeah. back into bed and let everyone die, because it's not my village. <laughs> right, if it was Shardleby, this would be a different story. <laughs> yeah, I'd be like, whoa. But we know that we have to see the end of the day out, and then all this will stop. And we also know that whatever we do is not going to change anything, so why does it matter what we do? We might as well just do nothing go get a sandwich like yeah go get a sandwich punch that little rat who's on the bottom bunk what you know just it doesn't matter right because the day is going to end in exactly the same way and we'll be broken out of the illusion and then Phaleon's got some fucking explaining to do it don't matter I'm just gonna I'm gonna stand in the corner I'm just gonna stand in the corner with my arms folded (laughs) oh and every time I see a little villager get like sliced I'm just gonna be like ha I mean, you're in the orphanage, right? Like, you're in a building, a large room. There's other kids. There's Some of them are scared. Like, they get on into bed, covers over their sheets. Other ones ran out of the building. Don't care. They're not real children. They're memory children. I don't care about them. <laughs> I'm going to console one of them. I'm going to be like, hey, hey, it's okay, kid. This isn't real. You're not real. You're just a memory. Like, it don't matter. None of this matters. Booga booga. This feels How real. How about some existential dread along with the real dread? <laughs> I'm not real. (laughs) Starts to fade away. Yeah, see? Nothing to worry about. You guys are just taking your time. The building starts to catch on fire. You hear some glass shatter and it's getting hotter in there as the roof is catching on fire. Do you think it hurts to be burned in this memory? Like it hurts when we go to sleep and we're burning on fire electricity? I was going to say, every night we we get burned every night. <laughs> do you remember Do you remember how hard it was for me to try and kill myself? I think we'll be okay. <laughs> okay, yeah, we're good. Now roll interact. 11. That's not great, it's 5. So now, before you know it, you are running towards the outside of the building. Don't remember telling my legs to do that. Stupid little baby whiny pants must have taken control again. You get outside and you feel like maybe your friends are in trouble too. Meet up at the intersection that you meet at every day. Hey, maybe our friends are in trouble too. Let's meet up at the intersection where we meet every day. Yeah. Yeah, that works. Let's do that. Let's go. You go to the intersection. Neither of your friends are there. Uh, But then you hear gunshots and you feel sharp pains all over your body. You collapse to the ground. Ah, shit. Not again. God damn it. I knew as orphans we'd be the first to go. I haven't been shot in a while. This is this is good. And you start feeling yourself kind of bleeding out. But as you look, you can see Phaleon off in the distance. Uh, let's cut to Phaleon. Phaleon, before gunshots have fired, uh, you finally get to home and you hear a deep voice inside can't hear the words okay i'm gonna peek in the window you go to the window and you see your mom and she's standing there and then on the other side of the room there's the large muscular man in his black and white feathered cloak and they're talking Uh, he's more talking than she is your mom sees you at the window and mouths hide are there like trees around or like am i near the woods i can't remember 
we'll say you have a nice little patio porch and there are like vases or something, you know, big pots that you could hide behind. You could hide under the porch. There might be some boxes like around your house or you could hide around the corner. You have a couple of options. I'm going to run and hide under the porch. You do that. And then a few moments later, you hear glass crash and a large body roll across right over you pretty much and then onto the dirt in front of you and you see the man. Is it the guy who gave me an apple? It is the guy that gave you an apple. He stands up, brushes the glass off of his body, falls to the ground. Your mom opens the door, closes it behind her, walks out into the street. You can see her feet. You can see his feet. You can pretty much see from like the shins down or the the thighs down kind of, unless you want to take a peek a little bit closer. I'm going to peer out just a little bit, but still be hiding. Okay, roll a sneak check. 14. So now you can see their whole bodies. A little birdie told me you gave up the flame. Glad to see you've still got it in there somewhere. Now, let's see if I can get it to come out all the way. And he grabs a white hilt of a sword and draws this black blade. And then he darts at your mom with an impressive amount of speed. Like a guy this large should not be able to move this fast. And he swings his blade and your mom Holy shit, you've never seen her move this fast. She dodges out of that blade like it was nothing, and he reacts very quickly, starts swinging again, and it goes back and forth of this, just her dodging, and she's never striking back. She's just on the dodge. And we'll cut right there. Good boy, you're running, and in the chaos, you've gotten separated from dear daddy. You don't know where he went. And then you see the intersection where you meet with your friends, every day since you've met them pretty much you see two of your friends laying on the ground how do I feel about that roll insight Uh, 11 plus 2 13 okay cool you needed a 12 so I think that both of you and your inner child here feel in sync of you know what to do I go to my friends you run to them you see them bleeding out they're still semi-conscious eyes flittering maybe, but they are looking they're awake. And then you hear a gunshot and the vision in your right eye just goes out. All of a sudden you're seeing at 30%. My depth perception. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, And then you feel warm liquid running down your face and a sharp pain is coursing through where your eye was and the side of your head just kind of like right in the temple sort of as if it went through your eye and through the skull there. So it could have been way worse. That's lucky. Yeah, it doesn't feel lucky right now. It hurts like hell, though. Uh, Roll an interact check. Mm, uh, Three plus two, so five. Okay, you drop to the ground, curl up in pain, start crying like a little baby. Uh, You're hurting. And then a few seconds later, someone runs up to you. You hear some footsteps and you hear a voice. Oh, stupid girl. And you look, you can see Auntie B. I told you not to let anyone slow you down. Can I tell how far away she is? She's right by you. Okay. Oh, (laughs) dumb. I'm dumb. (laughs) Yeah. She's either right by you or miles away. Uh, (laughs) You look at her and she's not wearing her cloak anymore. Instead, it's a sleeveless shirt. And you can see this blue spiraling tattoo on her left arm. She holds up a hand over your eye 
and the tattoo glows and then you feel a coldness growing over your eye and the side of your face. I froze the wound, which should stop you from bleeding out. I'm not a doctor, though, so I don't really know. I, like, I'm more used to killing people than saving people, all right? So just play dead and don't be stupid. Okay. Am I still conscious on the floor? Because I have some comments. <laughs> Roll interact. 15. Yeah, I mean, you're semi-conscious. I'm just going to mutter under my breath, not used to saving people. You run a fucking orphanage. <laughs> <laughs> she totally ignores you, stands up, and then from where the three of you are, you're all there, you are conscious enough to see what's going on. She, you see her walk towards Phaleon's house. Cut back to Phaleon. The fight between your mom and this man are, is, we'll call him the magpie man. I actually, I, <laughs> I like that, but... Um, the fight between your mother and the magpie man is going on, and she's just dodging, never striking. You've gotten slow, vicious magpie. And he stops, looks at her, lowers his blade. <laughs> Only you could call me that. We don't have to fight each other. Come back to the mischief. Unleash your power. She looks firmly at him. Never again. And then ice forms on your mom from the waist down as Bridget runs up. Bridget, how could you do this? You helped build this village. Bridget replies, when we left, you told me you'd teach me. We were in this together, but you had your kid. You had the town. This wasn't my passion. Why do you insist on me coming with you if you were just going to put me on the shelf? Your mom looks down, and then Bridget turns to the magpie man. And you, what the hell? You said you wanted her to suffer. They're killing everyone, even the kids. This wasn't... And a sword gets rammed right through Bridget's stomach. Yes! You're weak. You're nothing compared to her. It seems like you've gone soft over the years, too. And then he pulls his sword out of her. She grabs at her stomach, drops to the ground, and she's facing outwards away from the action, kind of back towards where everyone is, where the three children that she left behind were. Her eyes stare out there. They glaze over, and then her tattoos fade and disappear from her arm. And then he turns around, and he faces your mother. I did want you, and I still want you, to suffer. And then he walks behind her. See your work burn. And he puts his hand on her head, lifting it up and looking at the town burning, people being shot. It's too late for your little haven takes his blade and he cuts down the bandages on her arm, causing her to bleed. You could melt the ice and save yourself. The bandages fall off when he finishes running the blade across her arm, blood dripping down her lavender tattooed arm. You won't, though, will you? And she just stays quiet. Your flame is gone, and so are you. And he runs the sword through her back and then pulls it out and kicks the ice and she falls to the ground. And from where you are, Phaleon, she's not that far away from you. And she's facing you. She's looking at you under the porch and she sees your face. You look scared. She smiles and she reaches towards you. I grab her hand. And she just gives you that smile, tries to open her mouth, some blood comes out, and then her eyes start to close. You're holding her arm and the tattoo starts to go and move down it and goes onto your arm and forms on your arm and 
there it is. It crawls up your arm, goes up your neck, and now you have this beautiful lavender tattoo. A final gift from your mom. I feel like I would start like screaming and like crying. While you're doing that, your your vision's a little blurry or whatever, and you this hand comes down, grabs your now tattooed arm, pulls you out, says, Huh, I'm indifferent about killing children. Tell me, what will you do when you grow up? If you grow up. I refuse to talk to him. <laughs> Stubborn, huh? You must get that from your mom. With that tattoo, I can't have you coming back for me later. So, do you want to join me? Never. He's holding you up. He raises his sword like he's about to strike you down. And then suddenly, you hear the fluttering of wings. And then, uh, just like a hit, a little stab. And he reacts and he drops you. And you hear the, these fluttering of wings. And you can see this blur, this motion. Uh, and he's trying to swipe at it for a little while. And eventually, his offhand, uh, the one not holding the sword, hits it. And you hear this slap. And then you look to the side of you, right next to you, there's this little hummingbird. And it is very injured now, but it is still moving. <sighs> that was weird, but you still have to die, kid. He's standing over you, and he's pulled back his sword, ready to strike you down. And he says, It's a shame. She was so powerful. But Helena's legacy ends here. Yeah, I start to feel like a warm sensation in my arm. And like I feel like really angry, but also really sad. And I just like feel those emotions and it like just starts to like go out of me. And it shoots out through my fingers and it's just electricity everywhere. Puts him off guard for a second and he drops the sword and then he gets really pissed off and he comes up and he picks you up and he starts to choke you. Suddenly, you see an electric blur. Jolts of electricity flying at him back and forth, pecking at him madly. And he drops you again and you can see this hummingbird that's electrified starting at him back and forth. He cannot keep up with how fast this thing is moving. So I just get up and start running as far as I can. So you're running away and the hummingbird is just darting at this big guy and attacking, attacking, distracting, and you get to the woods. You're right there in the tree line and you are looking out at the town and it is burning. What are your thoughts, I guess, as you look out at the town burning? I would definitely be crying, just really sad, really angry. Having to look at this and live through this again is too much. As you're crying and looking out, here comes this hummingbird. It's not electrical anymore. It's not surging with electricity. And it comes up and it brushes its head against your cheek and wipes away a tear. And then behind you, your other three friends are now there. Tarquin, Mercurius, good boy, you are standing behind her. And you all, from where you were laying and dying, bleeding out, you saw all of this happen. So, so, how how you doing? How's it? How's everybody feel? I think I'm just like ugly crying, like big old sobs. <laughs> yeah, that's understandable. At least we found pigeon. 
Yeah, how's um how we're did we get unshot? So as you say that, right, you're looking, you're examining yourself, and you no longer feel like you're tied to this inner child anymore. Like you feel one hundred percent you. Oh, sick. All of you do. Except for Baleon maybe feels a bit uh shitty right now. Yeah, a little bit. Does that mean it's over now? Yeah. How do we leave? I don't think anybody wants to be here anymore. I don't know how to leave. The now five of you with Pigeon joined up are all looking out at the village burning. I was going to suggest maybe we just walk off into the forest and this time maybe we won't catch on fire electricity again. Something's definitely changed. I don't feel like childness. So maybe the spell is broken or whatever it was. I'm going to start walking. All right. Okay. Yeah. Tarquin's first to walk. He gets to that certain point and his body disappears. I don't like the look of that. Well, I guess, uh, guess we gotta try. I'll follow him. Okay, yeah, you walk, you get to the blip, you disappear, so now it's just good boy and Phaleon and Pigeon, too. Alright, I guess I'll go, too. Okay, you walk into the blip. Yep, you're gone. I look back at the town and then start walking towards the rest of the group. Welcome to somewhere in the middle of the episode where we do ads and promo swaps and whatnot and who's it's. So real quick, just want to say thank you for listening this far. Bunkers and Badasses is made by Nerdvana Games. So go to their website, check it out. You can probably still get a deluxe edition that comes with miniatures, a board, a dry erase map, standees, and all sorts of fun things in it. So go to nerdvanagames.com, check it out. You can support us directly on Coffee. There'll be a link in the episode description in the link tree at the very least. Huge shout out to Kyle, who does our music, as well as Shard13, X-I-I-I. They also do a lot of our music, and we are so grateful to them because it is amazing. I love being able to put original music into the show. All right, that's it. There might be an ad after this and some promo swaps from other shows. Enjoy the rest of the episode. Hey everybody, my name is Jeff, and I run the Big Campaign Stories podcast. Our story focuses on four people working at a repo company, trying to keep afloat among a corporate dystopia and crushing debt. The world is one that we have been playing in and working on for a long time. The current homebrew setting is played with Pathfinder 1st Edition rules, but with more of a modern feel to it. Think something like Blade Runner or Snow Crash, but with magic. Uh, We try to release every Thursday, and when we cannot, we come up with small side episodes focusing on each character to help expand the world and lore. So, if you like greasy breakfasts, people trying to pay bills, and the occasional Lovecraftian monster, give us a listen. Alright, thanks. Here we're going to do a mid-episode listener question. Aramil on our Discord asked us, how did the choice of making a podcast come up, and how is the name chosen? So, it was literally... As soon as they announced the Bunkers and Badasses game years ago, it was at a PAX West, I think. Pretty sure it was PAX West. I was watching it live and they announced they like started doing this goofy, fun trailer commercial for it. And I was like, I'm doing an actual play. I've never podcasted. I've never done anything like that. I've barely played Dungeons and Dragons. I listen to a lot of actual plays. I'm doing it. 
that this is happening. I didn't even know exactly who would be in it. I hoped Kimmy and I hoped Matt. But at that time, Kyle and I hadn't reconnected. Bill and I hadn't met. So that's kind of how it came about. And then I was doing another podcast kind of as a practice and also a way to socialize during the pandemic called The Board Game Community Show. The second episode of that, I met Phil and Phil and I clicked and just had a good time. Kyle, he started listening to that while he was working and we started talking again because of that. And then later when I got the demo, I asked Phil if he would come on. Matt, he came on and we played the demo of it and recorded the episode, which you heard earlier in this podcast from there. Like I didn't even have the name for the podcast, but I was like, yeah, this is going to be it. And I think I did come up with the name of for it by the end of that adventure. But we used one of Kyle's songs for it, Suffer Long, which was perfect for that. And then I was just like trying to come up with names. And then I thought it would be funny to have some sort of jingle. And so I was just like riffing to myself singing. And let's see if I can remember the jingle. It was something like, uh, oh, yeah, I got it. It was be ye friend or be ye foe. Your gold is good at Adventure Co. Why have you never sung that on the... That's, Dude. That's cool. <laughs> there you go. That's uh, that's how the name came about was that jingle. And then I was like, friend and foe. And I debated for so long whether it would be Friends and Foes Adventure Co. Or Friend and Foe Adventure Co. And Friend and Foe Adventure Co. Or I also did the Friend or Foe Adventure Co. Like debating between that thing. But essentially it's right. Like people who will do grayish things. They're not necessarily good guys. They're not bad guys. They're just doing jobs for gold. That's where the name came. No, I don't like it. I think 30 episodes in, you should change it. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, well, fuck you. (laughs) (laughs) The podcast shall now be called Lisa. Perfect. Yep. Now back to Lisa. (laughs) You turn around, you walk through the tree line, and then all four of you, fire, electricity, pain, the same thing. And then the next thing you know, feels like a while later, you are walking out of the tree line and you are looking at the village burning, but it's morning now. Well, that didn't work. I'm going to turn to Phaleon. I thought you said we just had to finish the day. That's what I thought would work. I don't, I don't know what happened. What do we do now? Should we look for survivors? Like from your memory of it, there, did anyone survive apart from you? Um, you can roll an insight. 11. You left. You ran away, so you don't really know. I'm just going to carry this. Uh, I, actually, everybody else roll an insight, maybe. 23. Ooh, 18. We'll put it to the highest. So, Tarquin, you notice that it is burning, but it looks exactly the same. Like, if the fire isn't spreading anymore. It's almost like, it almost looks like a set where this one building is burning at the top, and there are burn marks on it, but it's not spreading beyond that. Uh, there's no growth of the destruction. It's just almost like in a stationary, stuck-in-time type place. I point this out to the others and go, huh, that's weird. Fascinating. Any suggestions? I just ran away, so I don't know really what happened to the village after that. So, this isn't a memory now? You, like, never experienced this morning? No, I haven't. What the fuck's going on? What is this? Have we gone back in time? Phaleon, when he pointed out the fire thing, it's it's like it's repeating the last time you saw it. So there's no more data to, like, continue forward? 
That's a perfect way to put it. Yeah, it's just like looping the last moment. The screensaver mode. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I don't know. Do we just get the fuck out of here? It's bad vibes, you know? Well, yeah, but we tried leaving and we ended up back here. Will that not same thing happen again? Oh, okay. So we didn't make any progress. We're still... We're still looking at the village. I suppose we might as well head in and have a look around at least. So you're going to start walking into the town? Yeah, I'm just going to walk off. I'm not going to wait for anyone to sort of say yes or no or try and find out because Felion's not telling us anything. So I've got to find out for myself, right? Is any is are you is any of you following? Are the rest of you following? Yeah, I'm I'm tagging along. I got nothing else going on. Yes. I'm going to wait a little bit because I don't really want to go into the town, but I'll follow a little bit behind them. Okay. By the way, no more hummingbird. What? Huh? Where'd my pigeon go? Does Felion still have the tattoos? Yes. Okay. So we'll keep going. Uh, you guys keep you're walking in. Uh, roll search checks. Everybody can kind of roll search checks. Kind of. You can just roll search checks. There's no kind of about it. <laughs> 16. 13. 10. Uh, I also got a 10. I'm just going to sort of combine those. Like it's kind of a mixed. It's a mixed success there. You walk into the town. You don't see your mom there anymore. She's gone. But you get to that intersection where all of you met up together. Okay, well, I'm just going to walk further into town. I'm not going to hang around at the... I know what happened there. I saw that. That was me. The rest of the town is pretty blank, pretty empty, as far as you can tell. There's nothing going on. Almost like Baileon could pretty much see down that street towards where her friends were. The rest of it, she doesn't know exactly what happened during that event. Do you know who put you in there? But if we can only... Right, if... The only bit that has data, as Mercurius said, is what Phaleon saw. It's all linked to Phaleon. Phaleon must have been the one that put us here. Like I said at the start. Uh, okay. If it all goes well, it'll be just a few more hours. I'm going to turn, I'm going to turn to where Phaleon's hanging back a few steps and just give her, give her the snidey face. You did this. I didn't want to come here. Well, you failed at that pretty badly, didn't you? (laughs) (laughs) Would you roll a fucking critical fail? (laughs) The blue gem was just calling to me and I had to get it. I didn't know it was going to bring us here. Yeah, you said all that before. We heard all that. You could have just exercised some self-restraint. I was trying to stop you. Now what are we going to do? We're stuck here for the next few hours. You told them to shoot me. (laughs) (laughs) not not to kill just like a little (laughs) just just a tiny little bit this is all just fucked up i mean i don't want to be here why are we here then i don't know if i knew i don't like i feel like i could do something about it but i can't i'm gonna tell i'm I'm doing the like i'm not i'm not doing this anymore i'm just gonna turn i'm just gonna walk away rude (laughs) <laughs> I have never been rude in my life. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's not like this is your first choice of where to go on vacation. This is kind of a totally fucked up situation. So, like, I get it. You don't want to be here either. None of us want to be here. Yeah, and I really don't know what we're going to see in this town. I've never, I didn't stay. Hmm. Nope, I've had enough. I'm coming back. That's such bullshit. 
If you had your way, you would have kept us living that same day where life was good and little baby Phaleon was living the good life in her little house with her mum and everything. It's only because we forced you to relive that final day that things got this bad. You would have been perfectly happy to keep us trapped in your fucking perfect little childhood memory forever. So don't say, oh, I didn't want this. No, you didn't want this, but you were perfectly happy to have the good days before, weren't you? I mean, I'm not going to lie. It was very nice to like see my mom again and relive that. But what did I do for you? It wasn't nice for the rest of us dragged into your little Ooh, memory. Cut me off. You wanted to experience the good time, but uh, the rest of us, we were dragged in living in a fucking orphanage, having to help stupid little baby brother do everything. You dragged us in to suffer just so you could get your childhood memories back. Well, I didn't know that it would cause you pain or anything like that. Like, and obviously the good stuff are great, but I didn't want to see the bad stuff and I didn't want it to continue that way. But that's just how my life ended up. Like, that's just how it was for me. And you just had to witness it. Okay. Jean Grey slash that girl from The Ring. If we hadn't have confronted you, how many nights of fire and lightning would you have put yourself through? Was it worth it? Was that one day worth it for all the torment that you got every time you close your eyes at night? Yes, it was. I wasn't expecting that. I lost my mom. Like I wanted to see her again. And it was, it was nice to be back in that moment where things were good. I'm going to grit my teeth and I'm going to say, you're not the only one that's lost someone they care about. But we don't all have the luxury of magic fucking powers that we can go and see them again whenever we want. Think about that next time. And then I'm walking off again. Just roll my eyes. Even though my back is turned, I'm like, I saw that. <laughs> I felt that. <laughs> Come on, what? I'm a curious and good boy. They're just like, awkward. <laughs> yeah, I'm just twiddling my thumbs, pretending not to listen. Hey, good boy. How's your eye? How's your depth perception, buddy? It's all back now. Oh, good, good. Yeah. It's, I, you know, I feel like I can shoot a, a bow and not have any issues. <laughs> that's great i know exactly how far away doorknobs are now yeah you don't ever miss and like yeah. smash your knuckles into the door yeah it sure is nice being able to op- operate doors honestly that was the thing i missed the most i become intensely fascinated with some ants that are walking by i don't i don't know <laughs> <laughs> yeah all of this is happening while they're having their argument you guys having this side conversation trying to like let's just stay out of it maybe it's better they get it out in the air yeah i don't have strong feelings either way my mom's alive but i don't want to bring that up because that's like mean as hell you know oh no Then <laughs> i don't remember my mom either so yeah tarquin you stormed off Balion, after he left i imagine you probably don't want to be around the other two either maybe you stormed off yeah they didn't come to my defense let's go walk away they didn't shoot you either, like I said. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. They have one point. I'm still walking away. I'm Sweden. I'm neutral. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, if somebody's trying to kill you or hurt you and somebody's staying out of it on the sideline, they're not neutral. They're allowing it to happen. Basically saved your life <laughs> by not killing you. <laughs> this logic. <laughs> yeah. Hey, I did say I get it. Like, you know, you didn't pick it. It, it wasn't your idea. In my defense, you probably you would have stormed off, right? Yeah, yeah. So you probably gave them a look like, oh, whatever. Thanks for nothing. Thanks for not helping me. Type look, right? <laughs> yeah, I just like throw my hands in the air and just walk away. And then the two of you are kind of left there. I would say a little bit of time goes off, goes by. You know, maybe 
you're trying to let each other cool off. You're trying to let yourselves cool off. You're stewing there. I don't know if you're going to get angrier or sad or what emotion you're going to go through there. That's totally up to you. It's been a couple of hours. Things aren't improving. Let's go and see what Good Boy and Mercurius are chanting about. What about those ants, though? What about the ant? Yeah, what the that seemed pretty cool. Yeah, I mean they're I they're kind of fascinating, I suppose. <laughs> <laughs> Giving them breadcrumbs, whatever. Like, oh yeah, take that back to the queen. This is dope. We're like they're gods. We're like gods to these things, yeah. dude. We are benevolent. You watch them work together, and it makes you feel like, oh, maybe working together is better than nothing. Oh yeah. This gives me a, a good idea. We need to start our own civilization. <laughs> also, like, you know, maybe teamwork is probably a good thing, too. I mean, we can't start a new civilization without teamwork. And who would want to start a civilization without the other two? So maybe we should go talk. Right. About. I mean, that's that's step one. We got to have four to even start this thing. So I don't know. Which one do you want to go talk to? Uh, God, you don't have to make it sound like such a chore, guys. Yeah. <laughs> Short stick gets Tarquin. <laughs> hey, why am I the short stick? You know what? No offense, Kimmy. <laughs> I take offense. <laughs> All defenses were burned. <laughs> oh, well, I don't know. Now I feel weird choosing. <laughs> <laughs> you don't want him to think that you favor one or the other, right? Yeah. Let's do short stick, right? Kyle, you grab a stick, you break it in half, and have good boy draw one. It's you're just gonna roll. Odd is short, even, long. Okay, I got a twelve. So you're gonna go see Phaleon. Mercurius, you go see Tarquin. So Mercurius, you go and you find Tarquin. Tarquin, where are you at? So when I was a kid, I used to build dens in the garden that my sister wasn't allowed to come in. So I've gone into the trees and I've arranged some sticks and I'm just sat on the floor <laughs> with a shitty little stick shelter <laughs> over my head. There you go. And I've got my little cape wrapped around me. And I'm just muttering. Well, to Mercurius, it looks like I'm just muttering to myself. Like, I'm looking up at the sky and being like, okay, it's been a few hours. Come on. All right. I casually approach. And do I... Do do we have all our stuff back? Like, are we normal? Mm, To you, you seem normal, right? Yeah. I just... As a peace offering, I figured give him some booze right i have low stat whiskey <laughs> i think i also have low stat whiskey don't i <laughs> oh that's right that's right i have the hey kitty wine still <laughs> i have two cups of that and that that actually is like for it's like tr- not truth serum but it does help with like truthful talk oh okay <laughs> we could really dig in here and like get it get it all out in the open if you want it, I mean, I got this. I got this wine here. If you wanna, you wanna drink? Yeah, you, that's right. when you notice that all the bottles in my on my strap are already empty. <laughs> oh shit! Yeah, that you know that's not surprising. You pour the wine. It's actually not going to consume anything. It, it doesn't even oh. have an effect. But you are still drinking it. But it's it doesn't oh. actually consume it from your inventory. It seemed like something Tarquin would enjoy. In these, uh, in this dour mood, more drink. Mm, has notes of plum. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know what to tell you. I, I feel bad that you guys had to fight over this. I mean, it's not, 
it's not really her fault. That I mean, you know exactly what it's like being having a compulsion because we had that being stuck here. We had the compulsion to do all these dumb kid shit, you know? She had a compulsion to touch the rock and something bad happened and it sucks. What, what do you mean compulsion? And then I downed the entire glass of wine. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, <laughs> I'm just going to shake my head. You, I lost my temper, but do you know what? I'm not even, that's not the problem. I'm not even angry at Phaleon anymore. I get it. You're right. She, she was powerless to stop herself from touching the stone. But do you know what gets me? If I'd got there first, if I'd touched that stone instead of wrapping it in my pissy little bandana, where would we be now? We'd be on that train and I'd have Adrian back. Shit. But instead we got pulled into this. I didn't even consider that. And that sucks. Yeah. It's not a competition, but she's had 20 years to get over this shit. And all that stuff that I didn't get to say, that I didn't get to do, it was just snatched away from me almost as soon as it had started. If I'd had just got that stone first. I feel for you, man. I mean, it hasn't been that long. Um... It's just so unfair. Like, everyone's got regrets. Everyone's got things they wish they could go back to. Everyone's got things they wish they could change. Yeah, I mean, I know I do. But uh, either way, we got to come together to find a way out of this. I know you're still hurt, but do you think you could find it inside you somewhere? To Can you find it in your heart? She thinks you'll want to talk to me. I was pretty angry at her. Yeah, you may have both. I, I mean, you didn't say anything too terrible. You didn't take any D6 damage or anything. So No, that's I, true. <laughs> I think we can get past it. I, I displayed my anger respectfully, at least. Respect, respectfully. <laughs> Okay, I'm going to hold out my hand so Mercurius can pull me to my feet. Hopefully, as long as you're not just going to leave me hanging. <laughs> yeah, no, I got you. You're going to need the help after you drink all your booze. Yeah. You help him up and you start walking back towards the intersection. All right, let's go over to Good Boy and, uh, and Phaleon. Phaleon, where are you? I'm where we were trying to get out of the forest, the woods, just like sitting on some rock, I guess. Looking out into the woods or at the town? I kind of want to be looking for Pigeon a little bit. So I'm kind of just looking all sorts of directions. Okay. Well, you see Good Boy approach. Hey. hey. Hi. How's it going? You know, not great, but here we are. Okay. So listen, honestly, I can tell you're angry, but I completely missed what it was about. Mercurius and I found some ants, and that kind of took up all of my attention. Um, so, uh, so what, what, what's, what's going on? Just Tarquin being rude. Sorry he didn't get the gem in time. Sorry I'm quicker. And that he can't stand being tickled. That's true. He can't stand being tickled. That, that's understandable. I get that. I mean, I also kind of get why he's upset, though, because it's like nobody wants to be here, I think, except for me, because those were some really cool ants. But that's just a me thing. I don't think anybody else wants to be here. Yeah, we could probably find ants anywhere, friend. Like, we don't need to stay in this world for ants. Oh, my God, that's true. What are we still doing here? 
We're stuck. Oh, right. I don't want to be here. So do you do you know how to get out of here? Do you have any sort of idea? I feel like we already talked about this, but you know, I'm me, so No, I we tried to get out through the woods, but I don't know how to get out of here, and I don't think anyone else knows how to get out of here. And I think that's why Tarquin's mad at me, because we're stuck here. Mm. And he's throwing a little fit. Such a Tarquin thing. Well, that's tough. That's tough. I think, though, that it would be the best plan if we all tried to do it together instead of, you know, me looking at ants and, you know, whatever anybody else is doing. I haven't been paying attention. Well, I guess I could go back, but I'm not going to have a good attitude about it. And I still need to find Pigeon. Okay. That's fair. And we can, I mean, we can look for him on our way. Okay. I will go back and we can join the others. And I'll show you the ants. Did you name them? Please tell me you named them. Yeah, collectively. What's the name? They're all named Virgil. That's a good name, good boy. Thanks. Thanks for cheering me up. (laughs) Yeah, no problem. And you guys start walking towards the intersection. Uh, I'm going to say that getting drunk and whatnot took a little bit longer than your guys' conversation. So you guys get there first. Okay. Show me these ants. Okay. Show me Virgil. Uh, Just right over here. Put a stick to remember where they are. These ants are pretty cool. Yeah, right. Just look at how well they're working together. It really makes me think that we really should start like our own civilization. I was telling Mercurius about this. And as you're saying that, here come the other two. You approach and there they are staring at this these ants. Hey guys. How's Virgil? Seem like they're doing good to me. Yeah, hell yeah. We could all learn a thing or two from Virgil. Who's Virgil? <laughs> oh yeah, I didn't I didn't I didn't mention. Uh this ants. Oh. This ants is Virgil. <laughs> Look how well they get along together. That's what gave us the idea that we needed to see if we could get you to get along with each other again. Right, good boy? Yeah, yeah, no. <laughs> I'm going to look at Phaleon, and I'm going to just like really, you know, like when a child is forced to apologize <laughs> just for some <laughs> sibling. Fall, I'm just like, can we like go have a word or something? I guess. We're going to wander off somewhere, just around the corner, not anywhere, like, dangerous. Like, in view of the other two still? In view, but not in earshot. Okay, perfect. Yeah, you do that. You just walk down the street just a little bit. I'm going to say to good boy, under my breath, those two have been kids for too long. (laughs) Oh! (laughs) (laughs) Okay, I'm going to, like, you know do an indeterminable amount of minutes worth of just like scuffing my feet in the dirt and sort of just looking awkward. And then I'm just gonna be like, look, I'm sorry. All right. I was angry at this whole thing. And do you know what? I'm just, I'm jealous. I'm jealous that you got to relive your happy time and I didn't get to relive mine. So I'm sorry. I know you wouldn't have really wanted to put us through this. I'm sorry too. I understand that. I was lucky to get to see my mom again, but I didn't really want to make you guys miserable as well. Friends, 
friends. Do we hug now? <laughs> like an <laughs> awkward hug, like super uncomfortable. <laughs> Wait, let's each roll and interact to see how into the hug we're going to be. <laughs> oh, I'm only four. <laughs> I am six. So <laughs> It's the shittiest hug ever, doesn't like pat pat. <laughs> <laughs> So you guys go in for the most awkward hug ever. Phaleon's arms are too low. You did like a side <laughs> straddle thing. Like, I mean, she's shorter than you, I think. So they're like touching. How low brain. are we talking? Like below the ass? Below <laughs> the ass. Yes. <laughs> uh, yours is like one arm is around her shoulder and then the other is like a hand kind of on like, like it got squeezed and you couldn't get it around. And and it goes way too long. Sorry. Um, what for? I'm just whispering like into into Phaleon's shoulders. Like what for? Phaleon, while you're hugging, you feel a sharp sting in your. I, th- I was wondering where that was going to go. It was only an interact for hug. Oh wait, <laughs> I'll let <have> you know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> Uh, okay. So, Phaleon, you feel this sharp sting in your stomach. But to be more precise, your solar plexus. I guess I like, am I still hugging Tarquin? Yeah. Still? It's an awkward hug. It's an awkward long hug. Like, you guys hug way too long. Did you stab me? Not that I know of. Okay. I, I'm going to let go of Tarquin and, like, back up, try and look at my. You said my stomach? Yeah. Like, fill around in my stomach. Yeah, you look down and you don't necessarily see anything, but as you're feeling around, you feel kind of like a warm liquid. I feel? Yeah. Did you stab me? I No. <laughs> Both my arms were around you. How could I have stabbed you? Well, like, why not? Like, you know, how could I have stabbed you? I haven't even got a sword. Uh, and then you look at your hands, and there is blood on your hands. Uh... Am I dying? Is, is there a weapon? Like, I'm looking around. Is there a blade anywhere? I was like, look, there's nothing. I Good boy, Mercurius, you come up and you see her and she's looking at her hands and all of you can see blood on her hands. And Phaleon, you're looking at the blood on your hands and you start to shake and everything fades away. And you're surrounded by fire and electricity and you feel yourself lowering down and your feet touch the ground as the fire and the electricity fade away completely. Uh, roll a interact check. Did I just, like, go down to hell? Only <laughs> <laughs> if the shoe fits. <laughs> um, ten. So as soon as you touch the ground, you don't even have the strength to stand. So you fall. You look around and you see good boy, Mercurius, Tarquin. Tarquin's not that far away from you, maybe two squares away from you. Actually, he's, yeah, he's like a square or two away from you. The others are a little bit off in the distance. uh, Maybe like eight squares. But you can kind of see them around and they fall to the ground and they fall and they're laying down. But there's no more electricity. I'm going to call out to Tarquin and be curious a good boy and see if they respond so for you guys everything just kind of went white for a minute 
there was the fire, the electricity, a lot of pain going on. And then you go down. And the next thing you know, like you're, you're unconscious for a second and then you're conscious and you're laying on the ground. You look around and it, you're on this kind of burnt ground, but it's all dirt there. Pretty dead, barren. Do we see Phaleon like she sees us? You're laying down. I would say no. So you're just kind of waking up. I think good boy, you get up first and then followed shortly by Mercurius. You stand up and then right after that, Tarquin, you get up. You look around and you're on that island in Everfalls, but it seems totally barren. There's no water around you. There's just like an empty pit where water used to be, an empty lake. There's no people that you can see immediately around. There's no grass on the outer edge like there used to be grass. You know, there was the boat animals and the animal boats and all that stuff. You don't see those things. And then you see Phaleon laying on the ground. I'm going to run over to her because naturally I don't want to have stabbed her. So I'm going to just <laughs> like, are you okay? I swear I didn't, I didn't do this. Yeah, yeah. We'll go over there, see if we can help. Yeah. On a scale of one to ten, how, uh, how stabbed are you? Can I roll an insight? Everybody roll search checks, actually. Roll search instead of insight. Ten. Mine's going to be thirteen. Rolled a natural one. <laughs> I rolled a 10. Mercurius, you are able to see that it is a gunshot wound. It looks like a significant size, and you're looking at that wound, and you can see a little bit of a red glow coming out of the wound. While you were looking around, you saw the big gem that was the Eternity gem. The blue used to be blue. It's now gray. There's no swirling going on. It's dead. Ah, uh, we broke it. We broke the world's plumbing. Yeah, shit. Was that the thing that was making all the water? I reckon it was, right? That's the thing. That's the magic stone. Like, that's what the world's faucet was for. Shit. But on to more pressing. Nice. Like, yeah, Kimmy's been, medical, Kimmy's been stabbed by bullets. Help. <laughs> I mean, Phaleon's been stabbed by bullets. I'm sorry. Who the hell? <laughs> right, I'm going to kneel down. I'm going to use my cape to just sort of like put pressure on the wound. And I'm going to whisper, you didn't hear a gunshot, right? That wasn't me. I didn't hear anything. I... I'm like panicking. I guess I'm not really making sense. And your brew you coin falls out of your clothing, your backpack, wherever you store it. A brew you coin falls onto the ground and it disintegrates. Uh, Am I going to die? Shit. Hey, hey, you need that. What if I give her mine? Because uh, nothing life threatening is currently happening to me. I'll give you mine. Take this. Take mine. Hold on to it. Uh, can I put it in her wound? <laughs> Ow! Fast, fast action hits the pain right where it is. <laughs> no, I'm not going to do that. That's crazy. I just put, press it into your hand. Take mine. Am I strong enough to hold it? Roll, uh, roll interact. Yeah, twenty. Oh wow. Okay. Yeah, you do have the strength to take it from him, but in your hand, you feel it disintegrate. Oh fuck! Well done. <laughs> <laughs> Oops. <laughs> that ain't working. Well, shit. I'm just going to keep pressure on the wound. Blood is still coming out. It's pouring out of the side, but she's just losing more and more blood. Where's Pigeon? Can we cauterize? What's, uh, what do you do with a gut wound? I don't know. Pigeon actually is there. Pigeon oh. flies right up and is panicked, trying to like help in any way it can. Right. Failure on. This is going to suck major balls. 
But if we get Pigeon to land on your general woundage and then you infuse Pigeon with fire, that might cauterize it or it might just burn you from the inside out. <laughs> I Can I try and infuse Pigeon? So you clasp your fist to infuse Pigeon, and then you notice for the first time that your lavender tattoos, they are flickering like a broken neon sign. And you try to infuse Pigeon, and you can't. And you feel your strength fading faster and faster. Uh... You go limp. I'm just like, oh, fucking hell, not again. Another one. You hear a noise behind you guys off kind of to the shore of where the island would have been. By the time you look over, you see this robot walking towards you guys. And it's not going that fast. It's just walking in your direction. Hey, you a doctor? You a doctor bot? Help. It's walking closer and closer. Roll a search check for anybody that would think that they're like, who is this? What's going on? That's a 12. I think I'm probably t- too focused on Phaleon. Yeah, I don't know. Since I rolled a natural one before, I don't know. Okay, that's fine. Mercurius, as it gets closer and closer, it's not speaking back to you, but you can see this robot. It looks pretty nice. It has LED lights on its face, and on its face, it looks kind of teary-eyed, but also like happy. It's like a weird, conflicting look as it's walking towards you. Uh, and then you see behind, you see somebody else come up on that shoreline and they start walking uh, towards it. And this one, you can tell that one's a woman. What are we doing? Are we still, Phaleon's limp, Tarquin's keeping pressure on the wound. I'm just going to call out to robot and person who just came out of the water and say, our friend is dying over here with a gunshot wound. We need help. Can any of you help us? This woman is walking very briskly straight towards you guys. She ends up passing the robot because the robot is struggling to get to you type of thing. It, it's moving kind of sluggish there. And as it gets close, as this woman gets closer, I don't, like, is anyone looking? Are, are you a good boy and Tarquin so focused that you wouldn't look at her or? I think probably like it's clear Phaleon's like not responding so I probably would look up now and notice. You're probably still somewhat oblivious. Probably, yeah. Okay, Mercurius and uh, Tarquin, roll an insight. 15. Mm, 15. This woman is walking towards you, and what you see is, and I'll just cue somebody to come in here. Oh, no! <laughs> you see a woman walking up. She's got this trench coat, sword at her side, sniper rifle strapped to her back, and she's walking very determined towards you. What are you doing here? I came to get you. Or, as it turns out, I've come to sort out your mess as usual. Are you saying you can fix any of this? Maybe. Can I Can I take a look? <laughs> be my guest. I'm just going to get it. I'm going to, like, stand up and with a huff, just be like, mm, that look. <laughs> fix that. Um, well, I don't want to tread on any toes, but I do happen to uh, think that somebody can can certainly have a go. I mean, I, I could have a look, but I'm not the best person. As you're having this little discussion, the robot does get closer. It's staring intently at Mercurius. 
I know you may not recognize me with all these robotic parts. I may not be human, but it's still me. Who? Who? Oh, I thought that maybe you would recognize me. It's too much metal, but maybe I can make my voice sound more like when I was human? Is that any better? Mercurius, it's me. Oh, no. Thanks for listening to Friend and Foe Adventure Co. We hope you enjoyed this episode. If you enjoy what we're doing, rate and review us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and or Good Pods. And if you've already done that, tag us on our social medias at FF Adventure Co. And let us know what your favorite moments of the episode were, was. If you had multiple moments, I guess, you know, were's. You can find links to our social media, Good Pods, Ko-Fi, and whatever else in the episode description, as well as our Discord. You can join our Discord, chat with us there, chat about the newest episode, old episodes, ask questions, theories, whatnot. Our next episode will be in two weeks, June 20th. Thanks again for all of your support. And until next time, remember, badasses. Oh, no, I didn't think of anything. Um, That's perfect. You forgot. It shouldn't. I shouldn't be the one to talk first because I'm going to be a dick. So it oh, shouldn't no. be me. <laughs> so don't say, "Oh, I didn't want this." No, you didn't want this, but you were perfectly happy to have the good days before, weren't you? I mean, I'm not going to lie. It was very nice to like see my mom again and relive that. But I... whoop de do for you. It wasn't nice for the rest of us. Dragged into whoop. your little memory. Me off. <laughs> <laughs> I keep wanting to say, "I'm sorry. I'm sorry." No, but no. Talk when you're not sorry. <laughs>